Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a new day. We thank you that we are alive. We thank you for every time our heart beats. And never tires more than 86,000 times a day and yet never tires. That in itself is a miracle, Lord. That our lungs never tire from breathing. That the blood keeps circulating throughout our body. It does not need a holiday. The heart does not need a holiday to keep it pumping. We thank you, Father, that you have wonderfully and fearfully made us through your wisdom to keep on sustaining continuously. It is your life within us, that life force that keeps us going. And we thank you, Lord, that you also pour out your spirit for us. <clears throat> that we are able to walk towards your abundance. When we understand your principles, your promises that you have kept in your word, the provisions that you have made, the prophecies you have given us. And when we adapt those and use them in our lives. We learn how to use them and convert them into our actions, Lord. We know that you are there. And we know that that which is now a law must come to pass and cannot fail. And we thank you, Father, that you have brought us here into your presence. You call us by name, every single one of us, and are ever willing to pour out your peace and your joy, your mercy that you renew for us every morning, and your grace as well into our hearts and our lives, so that every area that we have fallen short of, you give us a new opportunity this day. You pull us up, hold us by your hand and pull us up. And you raise us to grow out of that weakness, to grow out of that failure, and to tower over that challenge in our life. We share that same peace and joy with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it also with all those that are beneficiaries of any prayer requests that have been made on this group and with those that have no one to pray for them as we offer ourselves to stand in that gap, Father. We share it also with all Christians that do not yet personally know you, have not encountered you as a person and all those that do not want to know you, that choose to live in that darkness, in that oblivion, and turn away from you, <clears throat> the truth, not knowing that that truth would set them free. Father, we ask for the radiance of your glory to touch their lives, that their eyes be open to see that truth, that every obstruction, every veil that stands in their part be torn away to reveal that truth that sets them free. As we make our prayer this morning, Father, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator, the great I am. The maker himself who is able to make every grace abound towards us. The God of miracles who is our refuge and our portion in the land of the living. The God of peace who shall bruise Satan under our feet, the ancient of days. The one who is our shield, our strong tower. 
And we pray in the name of Jesus, your son, the one who is our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification and our redemption. And Isaiah 54, as it says, the Lord who heals. The word himself who came to set us free from bondage and bring us into the kingdom through salvation. The Lion of Judah, who is also our daily bread, our spiritual manna on which we survive, in our faith, in our Christian life, on our journey into the kingdom. And we also pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of truth, the spirit of light and life, our strengthener and our standby, the seal of the age to come, the one who is the father of all spirits, every spirit in the universe, both good and evil are subject to him. And he is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And now when we receive him in the baptism of the spirit, it is he who gives life to our mortal body that we are able to shed all inhibition. We are able to shed all fear and all doubt. We are able to grow in the knowledge of the word and the will of the father and execute and fulfill it in obedience, out of love of love for that father, for that king. <clears throat> father, we thank you that you have blessed us with your son, with your word, with your spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you have loved us with an everlasting love, that you chose to give every resource that is available in heaven towards us. You chose to bankrupt heaven for our sake, and you did not stop short. You even sacrificed your son, the only one. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of prayer, that we are able to legally give you permission to intervene in any situation that we pray over. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies so that when these are activated and our obedience is complete, we are ready to punish every disobedience that stands against your will within us and without as well. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with this opportunity to build that relationship with you, to get to know you more and in knowing you more, to love you more, and as we love you more, to serve you more with all our heart. We thank you, Lord, that you do not turn us away into the outer darkness, but your love for us is unfathomable that you quicken the dead and you call things in us which are not as though they were and they get activated. You call things around us and in every situation you work for the good of those that love you and whom you have called according to your purposes. We thank you, Father. As we get into our prayer and our reflection today, <clears throat> I'd like to emphasize and herald the power of that word that we speak. The Lord, just as your word says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is our word that goes out from our mouth this morning in our prayer of faith. It will not return to us empty, but will accomplish that which we desire in accordance with the will of the Father and will achieve the purpose for which we send it in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. 
also cover and seal every word that we speak in our prayer this day and in our reflection by the precious blood of Jesus. I draw a bloodline around this prayer meeting by, and everyone involved in it, physically through, through Zoom as well as online on YouTube by the precious blood of Jesus. And I declare that protection on each one and their families this day. Often when something goes wrong, with whatever little we know about the Bible, we start to bind demons in our prayer, thinking that it is a demonic force that is causing that trouble in our life. However, not all problems in our life are originated by demons. And so today, we reflect on the works of the flesh. What are the works of the flesh? And are not necessarily caused by any demonic force. So that we understand the difference. And through that discernment, we are able to pray targeting the right source. So that we can then have result. There are many that have been started. There are many of these problems that have been started out of our own disobedience to God, out of our rebellion against him and by not following his word. And we see a lot of those consequences mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 28 from verse 15 onwards. Now God gave us a will. So in every situation, we get to choose what our actions will be. And it is critical that we choose wisely based on the word of God. For Galatians 5 verses 19 to 21 tells us about the works of the flesh. And when it's works of the flesh, clearly it is those works that are born out of our choice of action. We get to choose in each of these circumstances. So Galatians 5 verse 19 to 21 tells us about the 17 works or the 17 types of works of the flesh that is originated from ourself and not from a demon. Not necessarily from a demon. They can also be activated by demonic forces through suggestions and often they come as suggestions, but we get a choice to act on that suggestion or to recognize it and turn away knowing that this is not what is written in the will or the law of God. So it says the practices, the 17 works of the flesh now are the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. They are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, that is total irresponsibility, lack of self-control, idolatry, Sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions that promote heresies, envy, drunkenness, riotous behavior, and other things like these. And Paul says, I have warned you beforehand. I warn you beforehand now, just like I did previously that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, that's a very stern warning. They will not inherit the kingdom of God. So salvation 
the option of salvation is taken away from them then. That salvation can only come when they repent. But if we continue in these works of the flesh, they will not inherit the kingdom. In addition, further down in that same chapter in verse 26, Paul says, we must not become conceited, challenging or provoking one another and envying one another. <clears throat> so he talks about all the different types of the works of our flesh, which if we do not gain the knowledge of what the truth is concerning these, when we do not know where the line is drawn between what is good and what is not good anymore, then we are very susceptible. Which is why the Lord says, the truth shall set you free. When we do not know where that truth is, that line is blurred, it's very easy for us to step into those acts that keep us under bondage. Because it brings curses on us, just as Deuteronomy 28 says. So every time you see one of these traits at play within you, it is imperative that we realize that our flesh is weak and is giving in. And that's the time we need to discern and resist so that we do not succumb to the works of the flesh. For the sinful nature, you know, this is again in Galatians chapter 5. Going back to verse 17, it says the sinful nature has its desire which is opposed to the flesh and the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. So we stand in between discerning on which side will we move towards. The Holy Spirit will also suggest you but he will not compel you. You still have the free will and he will always honor it even if you choose to move in the opposite direction. Although it will grieve and hurt him that you are choosing darkness over his light. How do we overcome this? The first is gaining knowledge of the word. What does the word say concerning different kinds of behaviors in different situations? Are we really stepping into something that is sinful? Gaining that knowledge from the word. Second thing is we recognize that it is a work of the flesh. So we don't go about casting a demon every time. But we discern whether this is really demonic force, whether it has become compelling already. Because if it is already compelling and we can't control it, it is more addictive, then it is likely become a stronghold over our life. That is demonic. But if it's just temptation then we need to know that it is just a suggestion that is coming. We get to choose. And the way to overcome that is to strengthen our spirit and bring the flesh into subjection. How do we do that? <clears throat> One way is by fasting and abstinence. When you know the spirit and the flesh pull you in opposite directions, then we make a conscious effort and a decision. Faith is a decision. So we make that conscious decision to align with the spirit, knowing what his word says. Fasting makes that spirit, makes our spirit stronger and brings the flesh into subjection. So it's not only about 
depriving your body of food, but it is disciplining the body to follow the instructions of the spirit so that when your spirit knows what is truth and the spirit exercises that will, then the body aligns and obeys that will. That is what fasting does to us. Just like Galatians 2 verse 20 says, you then crucify the flesh. Galatians 2 verse 20 says, I'll, I'll read that verse out. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. That is in him, I have shared his crucifixion. And it is no longer I who live. Now I've stressed on that I here because the I is the one that is full of pride. Me, myself is full of pride, is full of all those traits that tend to lean towards the, the pleasures of the world. So it is no longer that I, that kind of self that lives for I have, Paul says there, for I have put my flesh to death and have conquered all my desires. And so the flesh does not respond now. It is the spirit that decides what will be the action or the outcome that is to be taken and is already in subjection to God because the spirit is. So it is no longer that I that lives but it is my Christ who lives through me. That is, I take on his image and his likeness. I now put on his nature and his nature inclines to things that are of light and not out of sin and darkness. So my nature and my works will no longer be of the worldly fleshly ways, but that of his spirit and that which is prescribed by his word, his book of law. We align and we obey knowing that it is in our best interest. So the next time you feel tempted to do something, think again. Recognize it. Understand what the word says about it. If you do not understand, search the word of God to see what the word of God says about it before you take a step. The important thing to remember is you are in control. You get to choose. Pray for and over your weakness. Recognize it and build strength in that area so that no demonic suggestion can get you anymore but no fleshly weakness can get you either. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that each of us are filled with that strength, with that resolution in our hearts through our spirit to align to abide by and to obey your will and your word. That we hold on to it. That we live by it. That we walk in the light and do not fulfill the weak ways, the sinful ways, the lusts of the flesh. We ask for that edification, that grace of discernment in our spirit this day, Lord. We also ask for the grace to discipline ourselves in all of these areas when we identify what our weakness is and when we pray over that weakness for the grace to overcome it and stand stronger. That is one more area in our life that we have now fortified that the devil cannot get us. Help us conquer one at a time, Lord, and regain the life, the abundance that you have given to us. 
that you created us for. We ask for that edification, that growth in our spirit this day. <clears throat> and as we pray for spiritual growth, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, for those of our families and our prayer group. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. For all those that are hospitalized this day. We pray for all those families that are battling separation or division of any kind. For all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds where they have been yoked and kept limited away from abundance. Where your people have been kept prayerless, busy, and poor in every way, in knowledge, in finances, in an understanding of your word as well, Lord. That every such stronghold, every such stronghold of ignorance, especially be broken so that your light and your truth are revealed and that yoke is broken by the coming of your light, Father. We pray also for our own family and friends, especially those that are not yet saved. That they might call on your name, Lord, knowing that everyone that calls on your name shall be delivered. They shall not end up in shame. We ask for that quickening in their spirit today. We pray also for our own personal needs. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release our prayer and our faith, we make this our prayer of agreement with each other. We know that you are in that prayer of Holy Spirit. You pray for and on our behalf as well. And that prayer is an answered prayer. It's made under an open heaven. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit, can pray in tongues to release, to to unmute your mics and join in those that are praying for the gift to release your faith in your tongue and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Dalla <laughs> <laughs> 
In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. The scripture being given today is from Galatians 1.10. Am I now seeking the favor of men or of God? Or am I trying to please men? If I was still pleasing men, I should not be a servant of Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> we have a couple of scriptures that have been shared in the chat as well. The first one is from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, quoted from the NIV, which says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. The second one is from 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, again quoted from the NIV, which says, Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
if you are gaining value in these morning reflections as well as the reflections shared by Brother Savio on our Telegram group and the Facebook page, please share that with at least the one person that you know this day needs to hear this message, that their lives be transformed as well. You can share it with others, friends and family on your social media channels as well so that uh, many more can be blessed from that one message. I would also like to give you a heads up on our Bible study topic for this week. The topic is the Holy Spirit, self-effacing servant, consuming fire. And in this powerful teaching on the Holy Spirit, I believe there's a lot more we will get to learn about him in this session. We will learn that the Holy Spirit is a humble, self-effacing servant, and he does not attract attention to himself. We will also learn that he is a consuming fire. We shall post this topic along with links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube. We shall post that message on our Telegram group this day. Please share it with your family and friends and invite as many people as you can to join us on Friday. And like we always say it, I continue to say it, it is not just about learning something there. It is about them taking away that presence of God that hovers over these prayer meetings. It's when his presence goes home with them that's where the transformation starts. That's where that word becomes what they have learned there becomes real to them. So please invite as many people as you can. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, that chases and overtakes us, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Thank Russell. You, Russell. God, God bless, bless everyone. everyone. God bless you all.